You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. We should come running out. <laughs> Emo hyped, yeah. Screaming. Price is right, like, yeah. I was thinking wrestling, but yeah. <laughs> the next contestant is two six five. Here we are, the uh, men. It's August, August third, August. Another month of summer's gone, people. Don't be alarmed, but it is slipping by. So enjoy it while you can. August the third. Uh, welcome very much. Welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us very much. Uh, we've got a lot of news to hit, but first, let's introduce our co-hosts. We have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. Uh, so this week I get to do a uh, little bit of a collaboration with other YouTubers. Yep. Not just this one that we do here every week live, but, uh, you know, for a pre-recorded video. And, um, and that was pretty cool. I was actually first in the chat, but the computer disagrees. I said greetings and hit enter and sent it, and then it said, no, Robert's first, and hello, Robert. And and then it said, oh, by the way, your message doesn't count for Jack. Hello, Hockey Day. And, <laughs> and so, so who, who did you collab with, and when's it go go up? Uh, well, they're traveling right now. Um, I, I met up with the uh, the Test Lucky channel, and, uh, and we'll see how... Uh, what we what we could become of that? Uh, we were going to do some more uh, today at lunchtime, but uh, stuff at work broke, and so I had to miss that. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, because then then we were going to do uh, auto park on AP one and FSD stuff, but uh, broken stuff at work. <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe. Maybe later. next time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Mr. Patrick Connor joins us from the other side of the continent. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Um, I'm I'm uh, ashamed to say that I've had Tesla batteries for a year, and I just now figured out something about them that, that should have been obvious. But uh, so I, I've talked about how we're in the um, smart battery program, and that lets them use our batteries. It's a, a virtual power plant. But we're also in our local utilities smart thermostat program. So that smart thermostat program, they try to pre-cool your house so you don't draw as much electricity during the high demand time from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Well, because we have this Tesla battery, they can play with the thermostat all they want. I'm off grid from 3 p.m. till 10 p.m. So it doesn't matter what they do to my thermostat. It will not change the grid load. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting extra cooling for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, they're tweaking my thermostat thinking it's going to do something to my house's load. It's not doing jack. <laughs> Yeah, because you're already off the grid, right? Right, So it does, exactly. doesn't matter if they uh, turn your temperature down. You're not drawing any extra power off the grid anyways. Right. And it's, and it's outside of the duct curve, so it's not even like they can count on your extra solar from that space they made your battery. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of a funny realization that hit me the other day, and I was tweaking the, the schedule, and like, well, this doesn't matter at all. I'm just going to set it to 73 or 23, and just leave it there and be done. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And, and just before just before the show started, my uh, my batteries here they got to full off of the solar, and so they shut off the panels uh, because I'm off grid. And uh -huh. <laughs> um, I was like, man, that's a waste. Mark said I should run an extension cord next door. And I said, <laughs> Knock on the door of your neighbor with an you extension cord and say, "Would you like some fridge power? I got some extra." 
I've got a bucket of bits here. Do you want electrons yeah. for sale? It's, it's like the old neighbor would, that would knock on the door and ask to borrow a cup of sugar. You've got a cup of energy you're giving out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I made too many of these cookies. you got to have one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, with that, uh, let's get started. Uh, Patrick's got our first story about, get this, buying a Tesla on a whim. That is right. So this be is nice from Business to be wealthy. Insider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's titled, I bought a Tesla on a whim. I love it, but I still take a gas car on road trips so I don't have to charge. And no, uh, just, if, you, if you don't, if you just buy stuff without researching it, this is the kind of mistakes you make. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, I don't know that it's a mistake. So that's, that's part of the, this is a good discussion. So just give a little bit of background. Um, this woman, here's just the bullet points. Um, her name is Liz. She bought a Tesla Model Y in 2021 while out shopping with her college-age son. Um, she likes the car. She says it has, it's unique and fun, uh, and it's great to not use gasoline for those uh, close-to-home drives, commutes. And that's where the majority of people's driving is, is in short trips anyway. And um uh, she's installed a charging station in her garage, uh, her own, you know, power wall or not power wall, but a, a wall connector. And, um, but, uh, when the story came out and some of the Tesla forums, there were just people ripping on her for being afraid to take road trips with it and falling back on her gas car. Does and, she have crippling range anxiety? Uh, and if she does, um, so be it. I mean, she oh, bought no, a Tesla. I mean... She's using it for a majority of her drives. And this is the conversation I wanted to have. Yeah. So um, both of you started with Chevy Volts, right? Right. Yeah. They so teach you what you can do with a mile. Vehicle, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yes. it, 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 it gives you that, that comfort to start with that you have a gas range extender if you need it. If you want to drive cross country, that you can just fill up at a gas station if you can't find a place to charge. And, and I started with a Nissan Leaf. Uh, I had a truck before that, but whatever. I started yeah. with a short range EV and Two I had, uh, yeah, I, yeah, a, a short one that had 40 miles and then one that had 80 miles, which seemed like huge then. <laughs> but but uh, I, during all of that time, I still had a gas car and we didn't use it much. Um, we had a Prius for road trips. We had the my commuter vehicle, which was a short range electric. And then I had an SUV that we would take if we went camping or whatever, right? And so the fact that that she still has this safety net stop ripping on the woman um uh, she talked about how her daughter loves the car um and takes it and and is fine doing road trips with it i'm sure at some point she might um the mother might go on one of those and get comfortable with it but right now she's not um yeah so the fact that people are not willing to jump straight into the deep end and just embrace everything all at once um Fine, let them wade in slowly if that's what makes them comfortable, and don't rip on people who. This is the same thing I was saying uh, last week on the the What Drives Us show. Is uh, if you want to join the tent, your reasons don't have to be the same as mine. If you want to um, step in slowly, you're coming in the right direction, and I should encourage you, not yell at you for not jumping in the deep end. Uh, and so, as a as a EV community, I want to embrace people like this. Um, this is how we go from early adopter to the early majority is by letting people take small steps and encouraging them, not by yelling at them. So oh, yeah, that was, that was the never reason gonna, I wanted to bring it up. If yeah. you yell at them, it's never going to change their mind. And, and on that same show, I pointed out that, uh, you know, not everybody's into EVs 
for hugging polar bears. Um, right. Don't don't hug polar bears anyway. They're, they're dangerous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, it, it is as, as as somebody who who is past the range anxiety, it's, just, it's a little disappointing to see. But uh, as you're saying, you know, it's uh, it's, it's better you gotta, than re- you got to remember. You got to remember, Casey, that you and I. We started the easy way. had the benefit of having <laughs> right. that gas generator to start with. And then yes. when we hit level 10 and we started and cursing then, the darn then, thing when it did the maintenance. We, and, and like you said, once <laughs> we understood yeah. how far the car can go, what a what a, a kilowatt of energy can do for the car, how far it would get, what the circumstances are when you burn more than you're expecting, you go through yeah. a winter, all those things combined into our knowledge that we knew sh- – you know, after a year of ownership, minimum, that uh, we could move to a full BEV for our next vehicle. We we knew that, yep. but you and I bought the insurance policy did, having a, <laughs> a gas generator that I barely used, but it was every time that thing to, came on, I was able it. to teach me it what is. was possible, what was not possible, and how the car, how an electric car would react to where I live. And yeah. uh, this woman. As far as we know, like jumped right in. <laughs> she 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 jumped right into a BEV and just kept her gas vehicle to do long trips. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the the, you the know, other benefit of if, it is if you the... have if you have those kind of resources, it's great to do. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, most people have to buy one vehicle to do right. all their stuff. Yes. Um, this woman is fortunate enough to have the financial resources. She could keep a a gas car and use it in that way, and more power to her. But. It, it it's interesting that her daughter uses the car for long trips. Right. But she it, it would be interesting to see if if she, as Patrick has mentioned, if she will maybe go on long trips with her daughter just to see how it works, and then eventually ease into that deep end a little bit further. Maybe. Yeah. So for right. for me, uh, I am part of that one car club, and uh, and and for me, in the winter time, the leaf was just too close uh, for my round trip. Uh, and then it turns out that um, that was the right decision, not because I, I didn't want to be coasting in on E, but because in the climate I would have been driving in, I would have ended up with severe battery degradation from the heat. And mm-hmm. <laughs> then I would have be making payments on a car that I can't actually get anywhere in uh, because I was on the edge of the range. So uh, the Volt was actually the better choice. But uh, well, you know, once you hit level ten with the Volt, you start cursing it when it wants to do. Oh, it's time for your monthly engine maintenance. It's, no, no, save that crap. <laughs> oh, hey, I right. turned the engine on because you're at the end of your range. I'm like, that's the driveway. You don't need to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, there's a a bias that we all have that once we learn something, uh, even if we just learned it yesterday, anybody that doesn't know it is yeah. ignorant and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's uh, just trying to make everybody aware that. Uh, there were times when a lot of us who are now all in on EVs, we are we have only electric vehicles in the garage now. But it wasn't overnight. It, it took right. a while to get there, and uh, so so allow other people to have that same time, please. But on top of that, the majority of her trips are fossil free. Right. Exactly. That's where we want to get to. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things we often talk about here is if an EV isn't perfect for everything you need that's okay as long as you can use it for most things that you need and then for other times you can borrow a friend's car or rent a car or do whatever Uh, and and that's i think she's going to find over time that her gasoline vehicle just sits more and more gets less and less uh use 
and, and in fact, that's what happened to our SUV that we had. I had to I had to go buy a battery tender for the starter because I I used it so infrequently right. that it wouldn't start. Right. <laughs> well, that's another good example. Like right there, if I if my first EV happens to be the Aptera that I reserved, it's not. But if it were, and then we needed to take a road trip, that would only work for like work trips because there's three of us and it's got two chairs. So <laughs> that would be a case where if I already had you know uh, another car like like your SUV with the battery tender. Why buy another car for those road trips once a year? Right. Yeah, it's um, it's something that uh, you take for granted after you get by the situation because you've learned it already. And yeah. uh, yes. how quick we forget uh, yes. what newbies we were when we started. So uh, right. I like uh, Hockey Day's answer there. Yeah. <laughs> what, it's, what, uh, it's on the screen. It's something that, that everybody uh, has to learn at their own pace uh, and experience it. And then it becomes second knowledge. And uh, as you said, Patrick, it, we tend to forget what that was like when we started. But uh, right. that's a good story. A good story. Of the newbies uh, a somebody that, of love. that is learning and yes. uh, is just getting into it. So there are, there's going to be more of those stories because there's a whole group of people that are now starting to roll into this. Uh, because of uh, gas prices, because of what's going on, that EVs are now becoming more and more popular. So mm -hmm. I, I can definitely see that more of this is going to happen. And, and people are going to hold on to that crutch of uh, keeping that gasoline car sitting in the driveway or off to the side of the driveway as they use their EV. Uh, but, but again, I've seen it happen too that that crutch eventually gets thrown to the side. And uh, right. you just, you're saying... Hey, I've gone through X amount of time with the EV, and I'm comfortable with it. And there's no need to to keep the crutch. So let's right. sell it. Let's get rid of it. And let's move on. Because so, they kind of have to get there on their own. You telling them over and over is not going to help. Right. right. They have to. Right. They have to feel it. They have to experience right. it. They have to live that. Then get comfortable, yeah. and then make that choice. I, I've told many people that have range anxiety. I said you will have range anxiety until you get through your first winter. Then after that, you're set. Like there's no, there's, you'll, you'll live it every day for the three months of winter. And then after that, you'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, the other day I set my uh, charge percentage down to minimum. Uh, <laughs> turns out there's less than a hundred miles range in the, in the, uh, in the Model X. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember this sweating it in the Chevy Volt when I got down to like 20, 20 kilometers yeah. of range left. And, and now in, in the, uh, the, the EVs I've got now, I'm not, I don't feel anything at all until I'm down to five. So right. it, it's definitely has changed what I feel, uh, you know, problems uh, where problems could exist and where they don't. Yeah, so, when it gets when it gets yellow on the meter, I start looking for, uh, you know, I start doing the mental uh, mental, mental uh, calculus, and then um, when it gets to red, I won't leave it wherever I'm going. I won't leave it unplugged. Unplugged, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the only other problem I see with this is, you know, with the brand she chose. To not be jumping in with both feet on all um, situations. Remember, the, the some of the people in the community tend to get a little uh, zealous, and they need to, they need <laughs> yes. to tone it back a little bit. Uh, yeah. If she had done this with a Chevy Bolt or any other car, people are like, oh, yeah, I see you can't trust them, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but with this car, like, oh, yeah, how dare you offend Lord Elon? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We're, we're uh, three people that do a weekly podcast about this and yet we're telling people calm down yeah 
Not exactly. everything has to be rage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, next, uh, we're going to get into uh, an interesting article uh, that uh, has actually been brewing on Twitter for the last, I would say, five or so days. Uh, we started to get reports about um, the Tesla app uh, being updated in some cases. Uh, people that would have more than one vehicle on their app. We're starting to see new uh, options on the vehicle about charging non-Tesla vehicles. And then uh, a day or so later, uh, we got notification that there was this new section where you could actually uh, scan a QR code off of a charger in order to charge. And then we started to get another piece of the puzzle where it was talking about the, the Gen 3 wall chargers, uh, how they, with a Wi-Fi connection, uh, were going to be able to allow people to set the price of electricity mm -hmm. on that unit, and it would use Tesla billing in order to uh, charge the person who plugged in. So... It's not completely done yet, but we now understand that this is going to be rolling out to basically property owners that have six destination chargers on their property or more. And it's going to allow them to set the price of electricity they want to charge uh, for those chargers. And it's going to use Tesla billing to bill the person. It can be used in a, uh, to charge a Tesla. It can be used to charge a non-Tesla. Uh, because, of course, Tesla does offer both types of plugs with their Gen 3 uh, wall unit, as well as if someone has a, something like a Tesla tap or something, they could use that as well. But um, this is kind of interesting uh, that it could open up some charging to people uh, that haven't had that ability in the past. It also could incentivize some property owners to maybe install an extra few units to get them up to six so they can have this uh, capability of uh, setting their own uh, rate that they're going to charge for electricity and uh, having Tesla do the billing for them. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Um, it's uh, And again, this only relates to if you have a Gen 3 wall charger, you've got to have at this point six units on the same property in order for this to happen. I haven't seen anyone that's actually produced a um, an actual uh, QR code to stick on to their unit, but that uh, would be fairly simple. I would understand. Uh, you'd have to produce something that's going to be weatherproof if it's, of course, facing the weather or the sun. But uh, it sounds like uh, the procedure is going to be you use the Tesla app, whether you're a Tesla owner or not, you come up to a, a destination charger, you scan the QR code on the box, and then through Wi-Fi, it's going to enable it to start, and it's going to meter how long it charges that vehicle for, and it's going to bill that person uh, directly uh, through their credit card, which, of course, they've already registered in the Tesla app, just as we all have with our cars. So uh, this is this is kind of interesting because... We have had some property owners in the past that haven't wanted to put chargers at their destination because they felt they didn't want to give away the electricity for free. So now giving them the option to charge for it. Um, and of course, you can charge nothing for it, too. That's not yeah. it's not a requirement. Uh, but this is uh, opening it up to some people that maybe want to make this uh, 
uh, a supplement to their business or at least get paid for the electricity that's being used uh, in vehicles for charging uh, when someone's on their property or at their retail site. So uh, this is this is kind of cool. This is uh, this is interesting right here because um, at my at my grandmother's inn, for instance, uh, they only have like eight parking spaces, and they've got uh, they've got two uh, destination chargers, but uh, they turn them off when they don't have guests with Teslas because mm. they'll find that you know somebody put it in plug chair, and um, and so they'll find they'll wake up and a significant portion of their parking <laughs> spaces are missing. Charging, yeah, 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 they're missing a huge chunk of their parking spaces and paying you know ten dollars a car to fill it up. Uh, you know, if it's empty to full, and, and and what they're finding is these people show up after after the desk closes, and then you know by the time you know they're opening up for the morning to serve breakfast, these cars are leaving, but uh, they never checked in. So, <laughs> I mean, the Teslas have huge batteries, and and and, and the 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 electric electric prices up there are, are higher, and and as a business owner, you you do notice it. But um, so what they do is they have a guest come in and say, hey, yeah, I got a Tesla, or hey, I got a Leaf, or whatever. And oh, okay, flip. They flip it on, no extra charge. But um, they're just trying to control the uh, the freeloaders, and because um, they didn't advertise it to the public, somebody else did. And mm-hmm. in in the Tesla app, when like or on your screen when you go, it says, "Hey, this is for guests only." And um, <laughs> uh, like they've had a couple people say, "Hey, I'm really desperate. I can't make it to the supercharger." Blah blah blah. Here's ten dollars. Can I charge? Oh yeah, sure. It covers it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is actually something that uh, that Patrick and I speculated on. During the one of the previous Gen Three wall charger wall wall connector updates, uh, that was when they gave us the ability to filter it out per VIN. So you could say, "Hey, this is my car. This is my spouse's car." And then Patrick mm-hmm. and I started wondering, "What if you could make some money on this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tesla did it so much better than what we talked about. Right. Yeah, I've got a couple concerns with this though. Um, why do I have to scan a QR code? Does this mean that they do not support plug and charge or Tesla's proprietary protocol to automatically? I'm hoping it's your... just like the superchargers because the supercharger is is it knows what's going on, and on that one you um you have to scan it for the non-Teslas. Right. And if they already have the VIN filtering, and that doesn't require the app, I'm hoping it's just because this thing isn't finished yet. Because if right. you have to scan or, it for a or, Tesla, that's not or, a good experience. Yes, or or you have to scan it for non-Teslas. And uh, right now, there aren't a lot of EVs that support plug-and-charge, so you have to have something for all the existing fleet that doesn't support plug-and-charge. Right. Yeah, if it's, yeah, if it's, would... if it's just Teslas or all plug-and-charge, if it's all plug-and-charge, that'd be great. But if it's just Teslas, yes. that'd be fine. But if everybody has to scan that Dagum code, that's, that's mm-hmm. that they, they've misstepped there. Right. Yeah. What if their phone doesn't have connectivity? What if their battery's dead? And yeah. No, whatever. In the, I mean, their phone battery in the app. A uh, lot of these are in a no-cell zone, like deep right. in a parking garage or on a right. lake. <laughs> and we were just talking about going from early adopters to early majority. Um, you need to make it just just work. Plug in and go. And yeah. so anything they can do to. It, it, Scanning codes, tapping things, having a b- bunch of fobs and cards and memberships is a pain. Uh, I went through that with the Leaf, and right. uh, yeah, the way the Tesla does things, just plug in and it works so much better. And that's one of the selling points right there, and not just the superchargers. That the, when they, when they say Tesla network, Tesla charging network, uh, that includes the destination chargers, and and the whole yes. not having to faff about right. with with the fobs or the apps or whatever uh, when you own the matching car. Uh, if people if people have to start taking out the apps, like say this thing is baked, and Tesla says, "All right, yeah. we're done. This is the way it is." If you have to start taking out your app, mm-hmm. people are people are not going to like that experience. 
Yeah, and then the other question I have about this is uh, at a lot of the destination charge locations, Tesla will install non-Tesla yes. charger charger char, uh, charging stations as well, like Clipper and Creek that's or they somebody. Had, yeah, they got a Clipper Creek and, a, and, and two Teslas. Right, yeah, and and there's they have some math like, okay, we'll install one of those for every three destination Tesla or whatever the, their, their numbers are, to, I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, so will the, will their non-Tesla ones also be in this program? Well, even better than no, that, the, the, the new non-Tesla mm -hmm. ones are not Clipper Creeks. They are regular Gen 3 connectors with the right. J1772 handles. I think, right. I think they've so stopped that's what installing Tesla's going to do. the Clipper Creeks uh, because they have their own uh, J1772 plug available now. Yeah. Right. But, okay. but the, in order to be part of this program, the scanning or the uh, actual just plug in and it bills, it has to be a Gen 3 um, uh, Wi-Fi equipped and connected to some network uh, model. And that makes sense right. because the Gen 2, uh, it supported charge sharing between units, but it didn't have any other communication. And the Gen right. 1 was... I mean, it was really affordable, but it it, it was is literally just a, a, a an extension cord with a with a with a right. GF, were, GFI the test. The idea was to put all the intelligence <laughs> in the car, and now yeah. they're realizing, well, if we want to support non Teslas, not all the cars have that much intelligence. So exactly, but, yeah. So now they're migrating the intelligence into the wall chargers. And yeah. there is still a benefit to the Gen twos and Gen ones, is they can do eighty amps. So if you have an older car like mine or Patrick's, uh, <laughs> you're not stuck to forty eight amps. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, but you can't charge for mine, it. When I got mine, the Gen <laughs> Two was available only, so I, yeah. I got a Gen Two unit uh, because uh, it made sense uh, at that time. Um, but uh, you're right; it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if if the scanning is only required for non-Teslas, which you would think that yeah. would be the case because they're so they're so. Uh, you know they're so used to the supercharger plug-in-and-go model. Right, right. Uh, why would they not transfer that down? Uh, you would think it would te be technically response, uh, be able to be done uh, yeah. without it without issue. So, Even if it's not done yet, but but they by the time they call it done, if it if it's there, I'll be fine. But if it's yeah done and you have to scan codes as a as an owner, mm -mm. yeah, the Tesla community, us entitled Tesla owners, are going to be like what. <laughs> No way! I plugged in three hours ago. You're telling me it's not full already because I didn't scan this thing. It's been sitting doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna flip. Oh yeah, so oh, they yeah. must be doing it the right way. They know entitlement us. is a terrible thing. Let me tell you. While while we're on this, while we're on this, um, for the Cybertruck and the and the and the semi and the Roadster, uh, they better bring back 80 amp charging because 48 oh, yeah. amps is is not going to be sufficient on a 200 amp uh, 200 kilowatt hour pack or more. Yeah. <laughs> It's what going to take semi? some time. That they don't. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I said, what about the semi? Do you think 48 amps is enough there? <laughs> I don't think so at all. No. And, 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 and the whole thing about depot charging is, hey, you don't have to install uh, um, uh, an MCS charger. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, get the electrical connection. You can just leave them overnight. And by the time your drivers get back for their first shift in the morning, it'll be ready, but not at 48 amps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> very good. All right, next, uh, Casey's got a story about the cloud an update. Mm -hmm. What is coming on the cloud? Mm -hmm. Speaking of Tesla's communicating, uh, <laughs> uh, the Tesla has started rolling out and 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 mentioning that they've started to roll out the the cloud profiles. 
So certain features like your presets and your uh, premium radio logins like Spotify and, and uh, what do they call it now? Live by Live? No, they renamed it again. Title. Live X1 something. Uh, title. Netflix, Disney Plus. Um, but basically the Tesla streaming app uh, was the one I was trying to, whatever they've called it now. Um, they keep renaming it. Uh, and um, all of that will be stored in your profile. And now your profile will be stored in the cloud. So if you get into uh, a Model Y and then you get into a Model 3, your mirrors will adjust and they'll match. And uh, what I was talking with uh, with Mark before the show is that uh, it'd be nice to see the uh, the when they do give you loaners instead of Uber credits, that uh, it'd be nice to see them give you app access now too. So this will be fully utilized because how many people do Turo or have multiple Teslas at their house? Well, well, here's here's a question. What if you uh, you have a Model 3, but you rent it a Model Y? Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to mirrors and seating position, isn't that going to be different? Yes. But okay. uh, I'm, I'm wondering if they, if they could formulate how much to change it on average. And then once you set it for a Model Y, they'll say this is the actual Model Y setting. And this is what mm -hmm. we pre-set pre, pre, uh, it to. Uh, but obviously, you know, Model X or S would not translate to the smaller cars. Yeah, but right. they could be but the same thing sense. there too. Yeah, once you set it uh, for that specific model, it remembers it for that model. But other yeah. things, a lot of things, like your your favorite radio, radio stations yeah. or whatever, <laughs> um, your your Spotify channels or logins and passwords for Netflix, whatever, a yeah. lot of stuff could just automatically happen. And that, that, that would be nice. And then uh, if you have to tweak the mirrors and seats a little bit one time and it remembers yeah. it from then on. Um, Even if it fine. can get close. Get me in the zone right. and I don't have to go as far as like, oh, get the, get the, the, the seat <laughs> yeah. part right, get the back, get the height. Oh, man. Uh, also, when, when they finally convince you uh, either by uh, illegitimately holding back features like rolling up your windows, uh, <laughs> my car can roll up the windows. I got a third-party app and they go up. So I knew they were lying to me. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, by, 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 oh, and my, and my remote uh, sentry view. Yeah, but that my exact same MCU as a Model 3 that's older can do, but mine can't. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if Tesla thoroughly incentivizes you legitimately or just by making you mad to upgrade to the next car, uh, then coercion. Right. Coerces you to getting a new car before you're ready. Uh, Patrick's stronger I, than me. He'll probably keep the Model X longer than I will. As a shareholder, uh, I support this. <laughs> but either way, so after they convince you for any reason to get a new car, uh, now, everything moves with you. So you having to go through and reset everything again. Because uh, the last mm -hmm. time I switched Teslas was a pain. It took me about 20 minutes to get everything changed over, before, not counting the mirrors and the seats. Just the way I, I am going to say that this is part of Elon's evil plan to yet reduce the car's buttons even yes. more. Yes. So that he can say, you know what? No one's ever adjusting it. They're just using their cloud and it going to the new car. They're not even touching the buttons in their new car. So the next car coming out, no buttons on the seat whatsoever. You have to do it through the app. Exactly. <laughs> Move Please the take me forward, forward one forward. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nobody uses this because it's on the third page of the app. So we remove those features. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so beware, beware. Get out there in your driveways and adjust the seats all the time, so we can save those buttons. Open and close the front so they don't get rid of that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've made a Lego Mindstorm bot that's just out there doing that all the time. <laughs> He's adjusting all night long. Well, don't forget though, uh, there's an update where if you do it too much, they lock it out for a couple minutes. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Then I got to go. Don't want to burn out code the motor. To put in. 
Yeah. 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 And they're going, who is this guy in Portland that is constantly <laughs> adjusting his seat all night long? Trying to bring up the averages. This is a ringer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Also, this is uh, this is going to be in uh, 2022.24. Oh, yeah, I didn't and say the another, version. <laughs> another, another option within this as well, apparently, is going to be the um, the uh, the side view mirrors are going to be able to be moved now. You won't have to keep it in the corner it's at. You'll be able to move them around. Oh, you're talking the blind spot. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, so... Yes. Um, you can you can move it to the on the model three and uh, all the landscape screens. Um, you move it to the left where the speed and all that is, and they'll move out of the way. Or you can go lower, or yeah, yeah. So that's another. It's at, it's at the bottom with left now in, in the U.S. And this lets you move it to the top or to the top, or the top and to the right. Yeah, yeah. So top and so left, right? It's in the bottom left. Yeah, oh, you say you go straight up and then go over to the yeah. Okay, so yeah you yeah. go straight up or you go up and over. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three spots now instead of just the one. So you can't quite put it anywhere, but um, yeah, having it up higher is a great. Uh, that's where it should have been in the first place, as far as I'm concerned. So Patrick's moving his day one. We can see right, that yep. now. <laughs> and, and and now that you can move it, there's yet another reason why I don't deserve a blind spot monitor because even though I have the cameras and the feed, when I'm in reverse parking, it's too hard for them to figure out where to put it on the screen because my screen goes like this, and not like this. Mm. <laughs> That screen is huge. There should be lots of room for that was a, uh, on there. Yeah. That was a uh, reference to uh, <laughs> Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, yes. <laughs> that one right over my head. Boom. Didn't, uh, even, didn't even know actually, that. Actually, my, my, my doors do go like this and not like this. That's right. Yes. Actually, I got them both. <laughs> one of the billionaires wanted a car with the... Uh, I, was, I almost said Falcon Wing, but it was Gull Wing doors. Gull Wing doors, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a little bit insider, but it was fun. Insider, <laughs> yep. club. The Treskama Club, yep. Take us away, <laughs> oh, Mark. <laughs> next story we've got uh, it's going to be shared with a photo, so you can understand what Ooh. I'm talking about. So we're going to share this. This is right visual. Here. And this is the new Tesla Cube, is what I'm calling uh -huh. it. Built by Boxable. This, of course. This, of course, is a modular box uh, that is being brought out to a supercharging station in Germany. And this is kind of, in this case, does contain some vending machines, uh, some washrooms, and a seating area. So uh, this is something new uh, that Tesla has paired up with this company uh, to actually, uh, I guess, bring some amenities uh, to people that are in a kind of a remote supercharger location that doesn't have anything but a parking spot. So this is a kind of a great little idea uh, to allow mm -hmm. uh, Tesla owners to have access to some facilities uh, that don't currently exist. Um, being able to, to bring out some shelter uh, and uh, some, some food options, even just in a vending machine, uh, and of course, a, a, a clean washroom uh, is a, a great benefit to a, a supercharging station that doesn't have these amenities. And uh, Tesla is testing this out in Germany uh, with a couple of locations to see uh, how it works and if it if it makes sense uh, for uh, what they're trying to provide their customer. I like the pizza ATM. 
So, um, they had so th they said vending machines, but I mm -hmm. want to clarify that this is just not, uh, you know, uh, not like cokes and candy, in yeah, bags, uh, kind of stuff. This is a these are high end vending machines. They had vending machines like this at Kettleman City when I stopped there. They work with uh, local groups to put in fresh food. They have um, fruits and salads and things in there. Uh, nice sandwiches. So it's it's uh, yeah. Don't expect that you're just going to get Doritos and a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Old Doritos and a Coke. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so so I was going to say this looks like a, a nicer version of the one that Kyle visited, but uh, he actually visited this one too. So uh, it looks like maybe uh. the first one he showed off was like a prototype or something, and then they made them nicer. Uh, this one this one looks sharp. I would be glad to see this instead of some of the deserts that the. Uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly there's certainly superchargers that could benefit from this. Um, there there are many of them that are you know with very sparse conditions around them. Anything uh, I've rated having, a six or lower needs this. <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> have, having this uh, would certainly be a benefit to a number of them. Uh, and of course, uh, the modular design would allow them to move it uh, if it's no longer required at a location. Uh, exactly. Or, uh, or if uh, one location maybe requires two of them instead of one of them, uh, yeah. they would have the flexibility of, of moving these units around because I imagine they just load on a semi and uh, they drive them out to the site and make sure that the plumbing works and that's right. and then they're they're placed. Well, they could so, be uh, self self sufficient plumbing, like the um, yeah, that'd be cool too. So so for those of you who don't get the reference, uh, I, I go around and I review superchargers and uh, COVID really put a, a, a slowdown on that, but. Uh, I give them a rating from one to ten, and so I'm saying anyone I've rated a six or below, if it had one of these, it'd probably be a ten. And you can find that on YouTube at Casey Green. That's K A C E Y G R E E N. <laughs> Do check it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Under exactly. the playlist, Mark Supercharger reviews. <laughs> yeah, you you jokingly said this is uh, in a partnership with Boxable. It does look like a Boxable. But, but I don't think it is. Possible, I don't think it is. Right? No, I was, I was, no it's, I was it's, a German, it's a German company. Yeah. Okay. And then one of the articles uh, that I saw, they were calling it a BK Lounge, which I thought, mm -hmm. was that the name of the company? No, that's a that's a joke um, uh, from Dane Cook days uh, uh, talking about where he worked and how he tried to make it sound cooler it was, it was <laughs> by calling it the BK Lounge. <laughs> it was but it is called the BK World Lounge, so I could see them is just it? dropping the word world. Yeah. So is that the is BK World the name of the I, company? I think that's the company that produces the modules. Okay. Maybe. Or yeah, that's so, that Tesla's in partnership to install these for. You can see right there, BK World Lounge. Oh yeah, it is not just a joke. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> but if you yeah. drop the word world, then it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well Burger King is an international company. So <laughs> Exactly. Except exactly. in Australia, then you get Jacks or whatever it is. Hover Jacks. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we've got a, a great dovetail because we've got another story next about a german supercharger and uh this one requires a visual aid as well uh which right. we will share here right now and if your eyes are playing tricks on you uh no that is a pool at a supercharger uh, with the word Tesla on the side of it. Is it a hot tub? Uh, 
this well they call it a pool it's it's the size of a hot tub or an extra large hot tub i, I guess. was thinking germany and, and and the way that sometimes they they are a little bit more freer with their bodies than it kind of looks US. like an infinity pool in my in my eyes <laughs> a little um, bit yeah it looks um, like it fits on the back of a trailer and that they can yeah, just slide it yeah. right off and drop it, it and go it, it's and like, it looks like a half a 20 foot container yeah from uh -huh. the corrugation on the side of this it looks like it is a container yeah there, so, there actually, uh, there actually is a a company that that uh, that does these. Instead of you getting the fiberglass drop-ins, they 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 make a shipping container drop-ins uh, for your upscale homes. And so, what's to say you have to bury it? No. After, <laughs> after I saw this, uh, I was thinking, oh, it's kind of interesting. They're they're trying this out at a supercharger, but I thought. I don't think I'd want to get in a pool for a 20 minute or 30 minute supercharge because when you get out, you're wet. Yes. <laughs> you're going to have a wet bathing suit. Uh, you're not going to really want to sit in your car again, like right away. Uh, right. That's, uh, that's kind of problematic, I thought. Uh, that's mm. why I think it's a good, a good trial for Germany. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever they, they keeps have, the they kids have, distracted. Uh... Yeah. yeah, they have they have the reputation for being a little more friendly with uh, being packed closely together in small pools. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. So they have the superchargers that are um, uh, prefabbed with the the slab, and they can just drop them in pretty quickly. And now the, this BK World Lounge, which looks like it comes off the back of a trailer, and now this pool. So. Uh, you know, if the conditions are right, overnight you could have supercharging, lounge, <laughs> and recreation, uh, and then uh, they just show up. Uh, you wake up and they're there. Yeah, exactly. Because they're all prefab. <laughs> right. And, and I'm waiting for move, the mini puck to show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you have regional events happening, you can just move these around to wherever they're needed. <laughs> yeah, I don't. At an event, this makes sense. I don't understand why you would need a pool because as mark said you're gonna get out and now you're wet um yeah and they'd have to have a lifeguard on and, duty because you can't well, just have a pool with unsupervised <laughs> that's just not going to work who's gonna pay a lifeguard to be there at 3 a.m really maybe, maybe you don't need a lifeguard in germany and also i'm thinking <laughs> it is germany so maybe you just have to dry your body because you don't wear clothes <laughs> when you get in the pool <laughs> Oh, do we have anybody from Germany in the chat? Oh, that we can yeah. Casey's allegations. We can... I, 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 I'm not saying that they're all this way, but yeah. I do know that it exists. Yeah, there are I don't know how common. I don't know how common it is, but I do know it exists <laughs> and is a thing. Exactly. Because so. uh, one of the things that I mark superchargers down for is uh, when they have like the sports trough uh, urinals. It's like I'm, I'm not that up and close personal with these strangers so uh <laughs> give me the partitions <laughs> uh, well after that story i don't know where we're going but i got, I got no further in the gutter daddy uh, segue off of naked people <laughs> oh i'll tell you what how about naked senators uh swimming in the pool okay in we, Congress. Can, we can go there we we're going to talk a little bit about the ev tax credit that patrick's going to tell us is apparently almost there that is right. So uh, you can find a lot of stories talking about the this. Um, this one's from Drive Tesla Canada, and it's titled "U.S. EV Tax Credit Survives in New Bill and Gets Bigger." Yes. So um, 
if you've been into EVs for a while, you know that in the US, we had a $7,500 tax credit. And after a manufacturer hit 200,000 vehicles, that started phasing out. So Tesla and GM have already phased out and of Toyota. these credits. They're gone. And Toyota, I think they've hit their 200,000 and are phasing yeah, out. They're starting to phase out for Toyota. Yeah, so they're, yeah, the other, they're in the middle of their phase out. So they've already hit the 200K cap. And, uh, and Nissan's pretty close if they're not already there. They so, haven't hit it uh, yet, amazingly, after 12 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were uh, going strong. And then um, they Carlos Ghosn left and uh, the Leaf has had issues. And um, so uh, anyway, the, if, if we really want to incentivize EVs, a tax credit like this is really helpful. And as part of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, there was money allocated toward this. And um, it's not exactly the same as the program that we've had, but a lot of this is still up for debate. It's not finalized yet, but in the current draft, as of this writing of this article, the, the cap is removed, but there are other changes, like um, there are caps on which vehicles qualify. It has to be $55,000 or less for a new vehicle uh, that is a, a, a sedan or a car, but up to $80,000 for pickups, SUVs, and vans. Uh, now, what qualifies as an SUV nowadays is uh, very open-ended, so I don't know, like, is the Model Y an SUV, a crossover, a hatchback? Uh, so good luck figuring that out. Uh, there are also income restrictions on the new version where the old one did not have income restrictions. So uh, single buyers to qualify have to have less than 150,000 AGI or 300K for joint filers. So uh, if you're uh, doing really well financially, you're not going to be able to get this money. There's also a provision for a used vehicle. And again, like I said, details are subject to change. Um, one of the things in here is that you can only use it every three years. So uh, I've used it for the Leaf in both Teslas, so I've used this three times. Um, mine were spread out. It was 2011, uh, 16, and 18. Oh, so pushed uh, them together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know how that worked. Could I've could my one of them been under my uh, wife's name and that qualify? I don't know. So well, uh, if you do taxes. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, this is this looks like it's going to be a good thing. Um, and uh, you know, slightly different than what we've had. The used vehicle credit that's in here for $4,000 is really an interesting one. My understanding is that a vehicle can only qualify for that one time. So it's not like you could just keep selling it and have the same vehicle yeah. getting a credit over and over and over again. Also but, the um, income cap cuts in half on the, on the used car. Does it? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, used vehicles, that's a huge market. That's what um, most people uh, by a lot, the used vehicle market is a lot bigger than the new vehicle market. And uh, so having a tax credit there is a, a great idea. And the other thing that is kind of cool here is uh, the way the current system works, you have to uh, get uh, do your taxes to get the credit. Well, this, you can transfer the credit to the uh, car uh, dealership or whoever you're buying it from. And... Um, Tesla does qualify as a dealership under the definitions they have in here. It's really just uh, anybody that's uh, licensed to sell vehicles. And uh, 
then you can get it as a, a price off of the price when you buy the vehicle instead of waiting till you do your taxes. That's there a big, that's a big plus. Uh, if yeah, that like is that to survive, it's something that, uh, that everyone enjoys, uh, instead of having to do it later and qualifying later. And after you bought the car, uh, wondering if you're going to get the full tax credit or not, this, this is much better that it just comes right off. They, they do the initial check and if everything is good, it comes off your price. If you're on a yep. fixed income and you don't qualify for it, your, your car dealership sure will. Um, so, yes. so the the overall, I, I like what they were trying to do. I like what they've put out. Uh, the ones that concern me are the income cap for the used cars, and um, the the way the dealer assignment goes. Can they make sure that the dealer's not going to just steal it? Like, oh, market adjustment. Oh, and this. Thank you for the tax credit. This is ours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if they just mark up the price and equivalent amount, that that doesn't help get more vehicles in customers' hands. Yeah. Right, or if so, they just list it as a fee, that this is ours. We're we're not going right. to raise the price. We're not going to lower the price. We're just going to take your tax credit. Right. Make sure you're negotiating the price without the credit, and then actually getting that discount. Yeah. Yeah. Dealers exactly. are never slimy and do horrible things like that. Casey, what are you talking about? <laughs> not all of them, because uh, you got like people <laughs> like me. But uh, there are enough of them that they earned yes. this, this this stereotype. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and it, and it's not retroactive either. So if, oh, they, yeah. if you get this passed, it will not start until the new year. So right. there may be, uh, if this does get passed, there may be a bit of a, a blip in time, maybe a quarter where people are hesitant to buy the new vehicle because they know as of January first, this new credit uh, would be available. So which, we'll which have is, to see if that happens. But I uh, what I, what I find amazing about this whole thing is that. This credit has been wildly different from oh, yeah. start to this point in it, and most likely until it crosses the finish line uh, at some point later this year. So yeah. uh, this is uh, this is uh, something that's in motion, and uh, you can't take any of it uh, as gospel until it actually crosses the finish line, because uh, as we've seen, changes happen, and they happen quite a bit. Up to the midnight right. hour. There was uh, a, a union clause in earlier drafts. Right. Um, this actually has some clauses for what percentage of what minerals come from where and that it changes each year progressively. So, yeah, there's lots of details that are, are not yet all fully ironed out that are, are interesting to follow. And and I've purposely I, I'm, I'm kind of glossing over a lot of these because there's like change. Said, they're subject to change. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we could go into minutia about it and then uh, tomorrow they write it out. So what was the, the point? Well, yeah. uh, a couple of things I want to point out there on the uh, the, the question of how is this going to affect uh, volumes. Um, right now, uh, the way it is written is it doesn't replace the current system until it goes into effect, and then it replaces what's there. So it's only going to potentially hurt Tesla and GM. Uh, Tesla and GM are currently still kind of just doing this with their price, except for the Bolt, which is going the other way for some reason. Uh <laughs> So in that case, uh, I would still say if you have your mind on a Tesla, just order it now and then just hope they keep raising the price. And if they don't, you're only out $100. But um, all the other manufacturers, including Toyota, they haven't run out yet. So they all have their three-quarter drawdown. So unless you are trying to buy your Toyota for, for, for Christmas time, I don't know uh, if they'll be out by then. Uh, but if they're not, then, then you're still fine. Just, just, just do it. But um, – at that point, the only people who are affected are you, you, you have to file for the credit after the fact, and you can't assign it to the dealer. 
Um, so mostly it only affects Toyota and GM, but and it doesn't work on used cars yet. Uh, also, if you have your car ordered now and they don't deliver it until 2023, it doesn't count. So uh, right. we, we got to look and by see how they date. right by delivery date. But um, but they also look they, they they specifically call that order date. So we have to look and see what they consider to be an order because right now uh, Tesla hmm. is just a reservation, and that might be for a reason. Interesting. But, uh, again, it's only a hundred dollars um, of, of a non-refundable, and I'm sure once this hits, Tesla might be a little more flexible with moving your order to a new car at that point uh, at the same price. But uh, don't count on that. And as we keep saying, if, uh, mm-hmm. if, you have, if you see a Tesla that has what you want at a price you want, just get it now because they'll move it. This will change stuff, and and it, it's not always in your favor in the future. So. Good advice. Good advice. Good advice. Next, uh, speaking of the future, let's uh, let's take a look at this here. Got a couple photos of a a Model Three that's been heavily modified on the exterior. Oh. And uh, <laughs> this, of course, is uh, may the fourth be with you. This is a gentleman that uh, did a lot of murals of Star Wars on his Ooh. Model Three. Uh, which nice. is, uh, and you can you can see him on Twitter at uh, Star Wars Tesla uh, and Instagram, I believe he has an account there as well. But a uh, lot of work uh, done to the hood, the sides, the back. Uh, I don't know if this is a, if this is paint or if this is some sort of a a wrap that's been added. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a wrap that is this detailed. Because you can see, uh, you can see the lasers. You can see the uh, Hoth, uh, the AT, the Adats running across the surface of Hoth, firing at snow speeders in that photo, and of course uh, a number of the films uh, stars uh, put on the hood uh, with the uh, "May the Fourth Be With You." And Very I don't cool. know what this is. You guys know what this is? This is um, some sort of lettering on the hood that looks in an alien language i do not want to know what it's for i'm wondering if there's a connection to star wars i just don't know if there is oh i just failed the nerd test i don't get uh, someone in the yeah. chat tell us i'm in the other space franchise <laughs> so mark you, you said uh, speaking of the future i have to say that car is uh from long ago in a galaxy far far away <laughs> right <laughs> 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 thanks patrick i was trying to move it into what we were talking about yeah okay yeah thanks for ruining that that's appreciated oh man you try to do something like we fail it doesn't work it doesn't work well at least we weren't insulted yeah, on, not, on, 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 on the i'm not going to segue for this one this is just casey's go ahead casey take yeah, at off least you, at least you weren't <laughs> insulted on the segue you know <laughs> that, that's Russell's favorite thing. Just, just, just put, put down Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. uh, Mississippi has welcomed their first Tesla store in. Um, it used to be a courthouse fitness and rehabilitation center for the U.S. Marine Corps. And what city is it in? That's what I'm looking for. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Mississippi. Brandon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is an eastern suburb of uh, Jackson. There you go. Uh, Tesla brought yeah. them Christmas in July. The article says. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So now, now you don't first, have to go so far. Uh, the first location in Mississippi. So yes. uh, again, um, way down south, uh, Louisiana, Texas, 
Uh, Mississippi, not as much of an oil state, I understand. Right. There is some oil, but uh, like more like uh, off the shore of Mississippi in the Gulf Coast. But uh, this is uh, this is good. This is progress. Uh, more and more uh, access to, to the car, uh, less uh, distance having to travel uh, to purchase to service. Uh, it's going to be some wins uh, for uh, Tesla lovers in in the South. So that's yeah. that's good news. The, uh, was, the south, the southeast has been a little allergic to Tesla. Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, is the local dealership association suing Tesla in that state? Probably. Or uh, did they wait until the lawsuit's over to open this? Oh, it could be that. That's yeah. probably exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, the article didn't mention that, but that no, has it didn't. to be a factor. And of course, this this late in the game, right? Like uh, a lot mm -hmm. of markets have been covered. Uh, this is one of the outliners, the, a state that had no store whatsoever. So yeah. first right. store, break the ice. Let's hope a few more end up in Mississippi and uh, it starts uh, starts to catch on. Yeah, dealers are, are really strong with their local governments, but uh, they seem to be a little stronger in the southeast for some reason. Uh, so, like in 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 in, uh, in South Carolina, for instance, uh, they they uh, they can't have a store and they can't have a service center. So, right on the border, it's a service center in <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, hope hopefully uh, this this can uh, redefine what let's go Brandon means. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Uh, another couple firsts. Um, we've got our first batch of Model Ys have hit the uh, country of Australia. So a number of Australians have been waiting for their Model Y a long time, and they are now starting to flow into that country. So uh, congratulations to Australia, starting to get their first Model Ys. And I'm sure we've got a lot of happy reservation uh, holders uh, that are starting to get their vehicles after this incredibly long wait. And uh, that's that's another plus as well. And of course, our last first of the evening is, uh, again, another group of people waiting that uh, have been told December of 2022, the Plaid Model Xs and Ss will start to hit Europe. So uh, Fremont is uh, producing uh, the S and the X uh, exclusively, and uh, I guess they've filled a number of orders that have been close to home uh, throughout the U.S., Canada, and now uh, they're pushing out beyond. So Europe is going to start to receive these cars in December of this year, and we've got a lot of people that uh, <laughs> are anxious uh, to get these cars as well. So uh, congratulations to Europeans waiting for these vehicles. It, the wait is almost over. Yes. For those of you on audio, uh, Hockey Day said uh, we would have had them sooner if they drove on the right side of the road. <laughs> I've I've always made the assumption, and, and I guess incorrectly, that Hockey Day was in Canada. Uh, he is. He's yeah. in Canada. He's in Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> so that we would have had him sooner. He's talking like he's an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Australian or European. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't Certainly. say UK. It says European, and those are typically left 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 uh, left steering. Uh, when they say European, and then they call yeah, that's UK. that's the uh, that's the thing with uh, with uh, Britain and uh, the European Union is when you cross uh, the channel or you go by by ferry, when you get to the other side, you got to switch lanes of traffic, right? You've got to yeah. go to the other side of the road. So, talk about confusion. Uh, 
getting yeah. into another country and all of a sudden you're routed on the other side of the road. That well, if they, so- if they would ever stop outlawing FSD features, the car would know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've driven on the other side of the road, but on a car, in a car with the steering wheel on the other side. And so somehow my brain was able to just make that work. But if you drive to another country, then you don't have that. That's, that would be really hard. It's, then it's two things you got to get used to. The other side yeah. of the road and you're, you're on the other side of the car. Well, right. When it comes to that yes. side of the road, yeah, yeah, because it, either way, it, um, if the car is made for that country, the driver is near the center line, and so that's just what I would use to calibrate myself. But if I had to drive yeah. from the other seat, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. imagine being in some of those countries that did the changeover, like the one day changeover uh-huh. over the weekend. Oh man, that's gonna be tough. Everybody drives in the middle. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, as Patrick said, then your seat is still in the wrong spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless the seat was in the right spot and they finally fixed the country. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, five years before, we'll start bringing in cars with the, the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Very good. Very good. Well, everybody, thanks very much for joining us this week. I think that wraps up the news. Uh, Casey, any shout outs for the end of the show? Yeah, as Patrick said, visit me at youtube.com slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Uh, you can catch the uh, the podcast version of this, the audio podcast, over at CaseyGreen.com. And uh, Patrick's going to tell us about what kind of feature we're bringing in. That's right. Yes. Uh, Casey talks about it. I blog about it. It's a future free from fossil fuels. And uh, the Oregon city of Eugene has actually passed some legislation now where you can't have... Um, fossil methane aka natural gas in uh, new construction um even though that that was fought by their local methane provider they uh they overcome and won and so that's that we're, we're getting there slowly but surely taking small steps um for my shout outs um i, I did a uh just a little trip summary here uh we drove to corvallis and back from portland and it's uh, about 80 miles each way. And so uh, I was able to do it round trip without ever stopping to charge. And uh, that just made it so much easier to be, have that long range was uh, really cool. And uh, there was a lot where I could have charged, um, but being able to, uh, so, so for uh, Liz back there, uh, what, what you, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be to the grocery store and back or the gym and back. You can actually right. do, put some miles on, which is nice. Um, and another driving around, there's a new supercharger station in Troutdale, which is along 84, which is in the Columbia Gorge. It's at the Gorge Outlet Mall, and uh, it's got 12 stations. And we were driving by. I didn't need to charge, but I just wanted to go check it out. I hadn't seen that one before. When I got there, it was full, and there was a Model 3 waiting. So all 12 were full with a car waiting. That's the first time I've seen that in Oregon, ever. Uh, and on 84, it's, a, it's a, one of the bigger roads uh there's interstate five and then 84 are probably the two biggest and uh so uh it's at a spot where they definitely there's a lot of traffic there so uh and was, that, was that a weekday or a weekend that was a weekend uh-huh. yeah yes yeah, so somebody here got the message on their screen rerouting you to an alternate supercharger so you don't have to wait i was like wow, wow. that's that's cool <laughs> yeah it did not give me that option um although when i put in that destination it started preconditioning the batteries and then i got there and said, oh, I guess I don't need it. Cancel, drive, and just went home. So it preconditioned for nothing. Right. <laughs> also for Liz, um, like uh, on our last long-distance long trip, uh, 
we never actually made it to where the car wanted to supercharge. Like all, all the whole time, one of the three of us had to go to the bathroom, and uh, oh, we would right. just top it off, and then we never needed to actually make a stop for supercharging because uh, every time we stopped to go to the bathroom or get food, it was it was just boosting it, and that was all we needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The bladder range. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the vehicle range exceeds the bladder range, you're covered. <laughs> the exactly. bladder range is different than the electronic range. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have bladder range anxiety, you're fidgeting in your seat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hoping there's no traffic, hoping there's not a line when you get there. <laughs> I think you'd be happy uh, to use one of those uh, stall urinals then, Casey. <laughs> yeah. You use anything. Oh, they, they, yeah. they still slow you down. You got stage fright. Hockey uh, Day pointed <laughs> out that the, that the semi. Um, that the semi uh, has the driver in the center, and maybe that's yeah. why. Uh, I like that way your, they I like can your just sell it in any country without uh, worrying about it. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's pretty clever. Uh, that's what the 1,200-mile diesel guy does, right? That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anybody setting uh, one of the um, cannonball run records? They're adult diapers. <laughs> uh, okay, so my uh, final shout-outs. Uh, I blog at carswithcords.net. Check it out. And uh, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. Thanks. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks, everyone, for watching. If you haven't already, give us that thumbs up. Press that subscribe. Helps us out. Doesn't cost you a dime. Supports the channel. Thank you very much. We will get together next Wednesday. And together, we will find out what is happening in the Tesla life. Check out the Tesla life Twitter, at the Tesla life. Thanks, Lee Moon. Stay positive, test negative. <laughs>